0: Well, welcome to um, my basement studio here. I'm really uh, happy to be uh, talking to you about something that I think is really important because it's just so hard to have ballast in your boat when the winds blow and the storms come, literally the storms come like we've experienced here recently. And I mean, I thought that I thought that all of the troubles and everything would be over with 2020 and now it's 2021. We have live streaming, except we don't even have dumb power in the buildings. And so we can't do anything there that we would plan on doing. It's just one thing after another. And what do you do uh, when it's one thing after another? Uh, There's a verse that I come back to over and over that I just want to share uh, with you this morning. And I hope that it encourages you like it encourages me. It's... uh, In Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. There are several things in there that I want to make sure that you see. I hope that you go back and look at this verse again and again. But I want you to see, first of all, that the Christian life is a crucified life. He starts off by saying, I have been crucified with Christ. My union with Christ makes my life a life that includes a cross. And the funny thing is, I don't want a cross. I mean, I don't think you probably do either. I don't want a cross. I want uh, life to be easy and good, and I want. Uh, there just to be rose petals on my way to heaven, and it just isn't that way. Instead, there are things I don't like. Those are things that there are things that are crosses uh, that cross me and really uh, crucify my own heart in some regard. And I, you know, I know what some of those are for you. You've talked to me about those, and the the reality is that. Uh, if the wind was in the face of Christ as he marched toward the cross, we shouldn't expect the wind not to be in our face either. But the great thing is, it's not that I've been crucified by myself, though. I've been crucified with Christ. And so that cross that I have, I can just lay the heavy end of it on him. And he can carry it, and he can carry it with me. And the cross is really the distinctive life-giving implement in the Christian life. Uh, without uh, a cross, it's a different kind of life. I don't think it's a Christian life. I'm, I'm reading uh, a book by Samuel Rutherford, just beautiful. And I think his most famous uh, quote probably is this. He says, uh, the cross is such a burden... As sails are to a ship and wings are to a bird. And that's why I wanted to start by saying that I've been crucified as Christ because that's the kind of burden I have. It's the cross that carries me to heaven. It's the cross that enables me to live a life that is humble and that is um, uh, at peace rather than one that fights with every circumstance and is frustrated all the time. So I've been crucified with Christ. And then he says, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The other thing that I would expect here is that there is a certain you know, new energy or power or life inside of me that is stronger than my circumstances. It's the life of Christ. that lives in me. This union that I have with Christ, the distinctively Christian life, is not my life. It's that I'm living in the power of someone else. It's that the the, the power of Christ gets me uh, where I need to go, in the frame that I need to go. in. I mean, that's why I've got to be regularly communing with him, regularly checking in, regularly reading his word, getting his instructions, so that I can live Through him, the life I live, uh, uh, it's Christ who lives in me. And then the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. So if I'm going to live Christ's life, I'm going to live it by faith. I'm not going to live it by sight. I'm not going to live it by comfort. I'm not going to live it by the way that I go about my daily life to please myself. Because I'm crucified after all. Instead, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to live by faith. And I think that's what God wants. God wants us to trust him. He wants us to, to go a little farther in faith rather than just have it be easy, rather than just have it be obvious. He wants us to trust him. That's why he gives us his word, so that we are trusting in him. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith not that I just got saved by faith. The gospel means that I have to live by faith. I live by faith today uh, and tomorrow, just like I did yesterday, just like I did in the very beginning when I first trusted Christ. I have to uh, live by faith today. But that's not all that's in this verse. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. And then get this. Who loved me. Who loved me. And gave himself for me. I I just can't I can't tell you loudly enough, strongly enough, often enough, that Jesus loves you. And he loves you, and he gave himself for you so that you might know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you are loved. You're loved even when you face the cross, even when you're disappointed. Even when you're frustrated with whatever uh, thing, requirements somebody else places on you, uh, when you're hurting because of your health, He loves you. And it. And none of those circumstances change that. None of the things that would uh, sidetrack me and get me off track, not, not the logs on my roof, not the fact that we don't have power in our church buildings, not the fact that um, You know, there aren't as many people coming to church now as before. None of that matters because he loves me. He loves me. And he gave himself for me. I hope that you'll believe that. See, one of the reasons we have the crosses, one of the reasons we have the disappointments, is that those those dry wells, they point us back to the fountain. It's because we are... Uh, always looking for something it's going to make us happy, going to fulfill us, going to bring us that next you know uh, thing to make us happy. Uh, and when we don't find it, and when it turns up dry, it points us back uh, to the fountain. And that's what Jesus is telling us there. He loves us and gave himself up for us. And so we can afford then, uh, to fall back on Him, and we can afford to to go back and to live our lives by faith in Him. And I just have to say that this gives me such great hope. First of all, as a Christian, to know that as a Christian I'm going to face crosses, to know as a Christian that I can live in the power of Christ in me, to know as a Christian that God wants me to trust Him and live by faith. And then to be confident as a Christian that he loves me and gave himself for me. that There's nothing that brings me more comfort, more stability, more peace than that. But I also want to just tell you that that I need this verse as a pastor. Because there are all kinds of things that crucify my own heart and my own desires and my own things being a pastor. and that what I need more than anything is Christ living through me. It's what the church needs. <laughs> you don't want God. You want Christ living through me. That's what you really want. And so this is what I need, right? And so I'm going to live in the flesh right now, uh, in in the pandemic, in the snowstorm. I'm going to live uh, by faith in the Son of God because I'm confident that he loved me. And The reason that I just talked about being a pastor is I know he loves me, but I also know that he loves the church. And uh, the pandemic is not out of his control, and he is not not doing something in the church that is going to ultimately hurt the church. I think he's doing something in the church right now. It's it's the cross. He's bringing the cross into the church. He's frustrating some of us. I know that. It's frustrating me, no doubt. But he's doing that because he loves the church. And his love for the church hasn't changed. And his, his commitment to um, building a church that's spotless and without blemish is still there. And that's why he gave himself for us. So that we would be the kind of church that is ready to meet our bridegroom one day. Because this life isn't what we want it to be. It's full of, it's full of disappointment. It's full of uh, power outages and all of those other things. And what we have, though, is we have the hope that w- that our Savior loves us, gave Himself up for us, so that one day we will be with Him. And so, it's uh, this is kind of simple. It's just one verse, but it's one that I don't get to talk about enough. And I hope that it encourages you and gives you uh, just a just a boost uh, when. Uh, Maybe when you get to see this because you don't even have power this morning. I don't know. But I hope that uh, the Lord blesses you and, and and helps you to embrace those crosses and helps you to lay the heavy end on Jesus and to go through it with him. Can I pray for you? Father, thanks so much that uh, our Jesus loves us and gave himself for us. That he lives now and not only just lives in heaven but lives through us. That we can trust him. And Father, I thank you for uh, the crosses that come our way, that remind us that we belong to Jesus, that identify us with his death and his resurrection. And so, Father, would you grant us uh, hope uh, because of the cross and the resurrection of Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen.